0: The West Tigers play their final preseason game of 2024 when they take on the Dragons in Mudgee this weekend. We're going to preview that game and more. Welcome to another episode of the West Life Podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. Another game to preview for the West Tigers this weekend as they head out to Mudgee out rural New South Wales to take on the Dragons. They've added a few extra recruits uh, to make their West Tigers first grade. I guess not really a debut, but their first hit out playing in the uh, first grade squad. And to preview that game tonight, i got my usual fellas. I'll go to the stats, man. First, as how are you this evening? And we'll have to get an update as well. Were you on the 1% Club tonight? Did that episode air?
1: Yeah, g'day, Josh. G'day, Rob. G'day, everyone listening in. Hope you're all having a fantastic day, whatever you may be doing. Uh, no, tonight's episode of the 1% Club was not my episode. Um, okay, I was out no one watches it, the... then. <laughs> <laughs> I was out most of the evening, uh, got home in time to see I think it was the thirty five percent question, and it was not one of the questions from my episode. So I can say with right. quite a bit of certainty, uh, no, not this one, maybe the next one. I might have just gotten mixed up in I don't know, maybe the one that aired tonight was the one that was filmed in the morning of the day that I was involved with filming. So
2: Yeah,
0: fair enough. Oh well, always yeah. next week as we say, as West Tigers fans. Uh, Mr. Bashara, how are you this evening?
3: I'm well, guys. I hope you're both well. Hope all our listeners are well. Uh, Looking forward to talking about our beloved Tigers.
0: Yeah, and uh, we know that the West Tigers are doing their season launch tonight. And, uh, yeah, our, our boy, Big Shane, he's actually at the launch tonight. Of course, he's a the corner post sponsor for this year with MG pump solutions. So he's out there. He's told us he's had a good chat to Robbie Farah and he's been very impressed with Mr. Richardson uh, talking at the night. So he's getting around mingling with all the West Tigers peeps. So um, yeah, hopefully as the night goes on, he'll keep uh, telling us yeah, what, what's happening and uh, just quietly there's a man who wears a fedora who he hasn't spotted yet. Might be the major sponsor of the West Tigers. He said he hasn't seen him there. So one thing that has been announced that I mean, it's not really shocking to anyone. They announced that Appy is officially the captain for the 2024 season. Uh, as this is a no-brainer, I didn't even realize they had to formally announce it. But I guess that's what what you do at a season launch. And who? Yeah, who better to lead us out this year?
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I was expecting Appy to be retained as captain. Yeah, he captained us to a wooden spoon last year, but uh, that's not all on him. Um, it was a pretty tumultuous time for the club and everything's been moved on from in that regard now. So I think Appy's is definitely the player uh, that's ready to lead us forward out of the little rut we've been in. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with a a year of experience with the side under his belt. And uh, obviously we've got a whole new crop of players coming through a lot of juniors. I think he's the perfect man to lead them forward into this new era of the West Tigers. We'll
0: go back 12 months, uh, Rob, we kind of predicted others might be captain of the club. I think maybe we'll think Adam Dway or something, but once they went to Appie, it kind of all made sense, didn't
3: it? Oh, he's proven to be the best captain we could have imagined. Um, not just with his talk, his actions are actually better than his talk, which is, which is, you know, unbelievable. Uh, He had an unbelievable 2023 season, uh, went above and beyond, uh, produced things in his game that he wasn't doing at Penrith, uh, you know, really sort of wanted that extra year. So uh, I know he's hurting every time we lost. So I just hope that, you know, now that he's named captain, as he was last year, um, let's hope he starts, leads the team out this year for the first game, not like... uh, last year when we left him on the bench, I thought symbolically that was quite stupid. And, mm. um, you know, everyone will, everyone will go about his calf injury, but Luke Brooks had had a calf injury as well when we started with Luke Brooks. So mm. I, I, I think calf injury aside, I just, yeah, I think the captain should be leading, leading the team out, setting the tone for the whole year.
0: And that he will. Uh, just a little tidbit to our friends over at NRL Boom Rookies. They, I was lucky enough myself to, uh, every year they do, Basically, an episode or a segment for every team in the comp that they preview for the uh, for the year. And I was lucky enough to be the West Tigers representative on NRL Boom Rookies. So yeah, wherever you're listening on, our – unless you're listening on, you, I don't think they're on YouTube. So uh, basically, whatever pipe you get your uh, podcast from, uh, check out NRL Boom Rookies. Uh, some might remember Matt Bungard; he was our Souths guest last year, so he uh, yeah repaid the favor, and I got to be the Tigers guest. On his show. So check out uh, NRL Boom Rookies, my favorite NRL podcast. Right, let's get straight into this weekend's game. It is Saturday evening. I think it's at eight o'clock kickoff, as is that right?
1: Uh, Yep, eight, eight oh five, somewhere around there.
0: Because I was trying to calculate if I could do this, not that I'd be given permission by my wife to do this, but the VA supercars are in. Well, supercars rather. They're in Bathurst this weekend for the opening round. And I was working out how long it would take to drive from Bathurst to Mudgee and do both in uh, in one day on Saturday. And I worked out uh, you'd probably get a speeding fine, going between the two. But what's, what's the drive between Bathurst? What was what's the drive between Orange, where you're from, as between Orange and Mudgee and then Bathurst?
1: Uh, well, Orange to Bathurst is about forty minutes, uh, and I think Bathurst to Mudgee might be about an hour and ten, hour and twenty.
2: Okay, I've only done that trip
1: it. once, so I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I've only done that trip once, uh, okay. so I don't know off the top of my head, but that's my best guess.
0: Yeah, so if you're a a, a Tigers fan and a, or even Dragons fan, I guess, uh, and a motorsport lover like me, you could do have a hell of a boys' weekend and do some. Uh, some racing at Bathurst and then footy in Mudgee but um, yeah so if anyone is heading out to Mudgee I loved I've never been to an NRL game unless you count Gosford as a country it's not really the country um, it's kind of another suburb of Sydney these days but yeah I've never actually seen a country
3: NRL game so I'd love to get out to the uh,
0: to the bush to see a game have you Rob
3: no, not, not out there. I mean, obviously, back in the days when we had the midweek competition, they'd have a combined country team, you know, playing the midweek comp against the, you know, ARL Sydney teams. Uh, mm. And that's that, that's going back to the mid 70s. Uh, like they used to have like Western Division and, and teams of, of that ilk. But, uh, and some of those guys ended up playing, uh, you know, moving to Sydney and, and make, you know, becoming household names. Uh, but yeah, that's a long time ago, mate. That's That's getting close to 50 years ago.
0: I just told a lie. I was at the first Tamworth game. I have seen a country rugby league game. I totally forgot I must have I was wiped at that from... same game. Yeah, I must have wiped that from my mind because we uh lost. Yeah, lost that one. Uh right, a team list as I'll let you it, um look the the backs the names in the backs are pretty pretty standard this week, but I'll let you you're the uh the pronunciation king on the show, so <laughs> take it take it away for the the backs. So w- the way I've done this is I've got the backs that 1 to 7 and then divided the bench because obviously it's an extended bench. So the bench here are the bench players who will most likely play in the backs.
1: Yeah, you you learned your lesson from uh, trying to trying to do this last week, didn't
0: you? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, so the backs on starting in the starting 13 are Jareen Buller, Charlie Staines, Junior Tupo, Justin Olam, Stafford Toa, Jaden Sullivan and Aiden Caesar. And the backs we have coming off the bench are Lachlan Galvin, Heath Mason, Alex Lobb, Navrin Willett, Sione Latoa-Vaihu, and Solomon Alemalo.
0: Just saw our friend of the show, Broca. He said it's about an hour and a half to drive from Bathurst to Mudgee. I'm assuming Broca has done that. He's a, a rock star, our mate Broca. He's probably done it in the back of a van with his guitar and amps, going country town to country town playing gigs. I can only assume. Thanks for that. I, uh,
1: I under 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 guessed it a little bit. <laughs>
0: uh, but still yeah, 90 minutes. I guess that's about the same. Yeah, it's like Sydney to Wollongong. It's not not that far. But um anyway. Uh Righto, yeah, pretty strong back line that we've named this week, Roberto. A bit more confident with our, obviously the centers. Uh have been uh, upgraded, I would say, this week.
3: Yeah, it was um, surprising to see Fata Arpe not playing this week, uh, given that he played quite well in attack last week. But mm. yeah, the centre pairing is different. Everyone else there looks pretty much the same on the starting team, and obviously, uh, Lockie Galvin had that niggle last week, so he's back in there. I, I don't personally, I'm not sure if he's going to be playing as utility. I think he'll actually get a good stint in the halves. Uh, hopefully, yeah. he'll get. Hopefully he'll be paired with um, Aiden Caesar in the second half. But uh, look, I really don't know which what sort of combinations they're going to go with. But yeah, I think I think in the second half it'll be a bit like last week for us, and probably for St George the same. They'll they'll take most of their guys off as well. So I think the first half is really crucial uh, to see you know what sort of style we're going to bring.
0: You reckon it'll be Caesar he's paired with? I'm thinking maybe. He might go with Sullivan. What do you reckon, As? Where do you, how do you think Lockie Galvin will be injected into the game?
1: Well, I think they might give him a bit of a bit of time with maybe both halves potentially. Mm. Um, I he got some. Well, the players who, I mean, I think Jaden Sullivan was kept on for probably about sixty minutes in the first trial, uh, and potentially he might be played a little bit less in this one, or maybe he might be playing a little bit more because he's the younger one. It really depends on how much time they want to give Caesar. because obviously after this game, we've got two weekends where we don't play, so our next game after this one is in three weeks time, so hmm. that's quite a big break there when they're still trying to get the minutes in the legs, when they're still trying to uh, work on the combinations and the connections and everything like that, so it is it is a bit of a tricky one.
0: Yeah, be interesting, good uh, Kim, regular of our show, watching on the Facebook stream, said we think we might keep the guys on a bit longer because of the, the buy in round one, which is pretty much what you've just said as well as. So, Rob, yeah, maybe some bigger minutes for for the boys, the main the main guys this week.
3: Yeah, look, we'd hope so. Uh, obviously, obviously, like Aaron said, we're we're going to miss a couple of weekends in a row, so it's basically a three week rest. Uh, look, again, I, I think it'd be too much to ask Galvin to run the show without Caesar there. So if he does partner Bud Sullivan, I'd be, I'd be very surprised, Um, you know, unless it was a a forced change, but I'd like to see Caesar out there a bit longer. It it looks like our game guys is, is really based about defense working for each other and agencies are kicking to the corners and just sort of grinding teams. I mean, it's pretty much that Wayne Bennett philosophy and, you know, Craig Bell, Craig Bellamy teams, they all start the season pretty slowly and, and build on defense and the attack comes later. And, It seems to me that Benji's doing that sort of thing as well. So, uh, yeah, perhaps the boys will be out there longer. I guess a lot will depend on how the score's going. I'm surprised Mm. to see a couple of those names on the bench. Um, I'm not going to have a go at number 23's name, but uh, he was wearing (laughs) number 28 last week and he was pretty ordinary. So I was surprised to see him get another game uh, this week. But, you know, it is a trial, so there's nothing to lose.
0: Yeah, he's taken lobs 23 off him. Lob's not in, obviously, lob... I mentioned that Lob was in the uh, the Michael Jordan twenty three and he did that nice big uh, big leap, like Michael Jordan to set up a try last week, but he's in twenty twenty-one this week. So he's
3: um is lob on a train and trial, guys. Does anyone know?
0: If you did... I he was, but he's got a photo on the website. He's got his own profile and photo amongst the squad. So right. whether or not that means he's been upgraded, I'm not sure. I hope okay. he has. Yeah.
1: Well, me, Someone me too.
3: Did. Otherwise, he's not okay. eligible till round eleven, which would be, you
1: know, quite sad. They actually mm. changed that this year, Rob. I'm pretty sure the development players, um, and maybe the train and trials, train and trialists are able to play from round one. I know a hundred percent that's the case for the development players, which I thought is what, um. What he was, uh, yeah, like, I, 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 I think, think it is for the
3: development. The it, it, it is for the development, but I, I, I feel like it's not for the train and trial. Hmm. But um, maybe one of if one of our listeners who that you know they're all hmm. more knowledgeable than us, they could probably tell us and or, or do some googling and find out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've just opened up um, X and I'm going to try and find and. NBWT's profile cuz he does he likes to do the list. Yeah, shout to
0: NBWT does God's work. He's just <laughs> absolutely constant he does. just pumps out the uh the West Tigers content, video and all sorts of stuff. He um Yeah. yeah he's the best follow on X as you call it formerly Twitter. Uh any other backs to keep an eye on? obviously Justin Ollum, but we haven't really touched too much on him. It'll be interesting. I saw in the images of the opposed session today, he was on the left edge with Kepa'oa and Junior Tupu. So that looks like that'll be the left side for us uh, heading into this weekend. Rob, how does that combo make you feel?
3: Oh, look, based on you know who's available, that you'd expect him to be on the left. He played left centre for Melbourne, and uh, it'll just be interesting when Bateman comes back, uh, obviously you'd, you'd think Papali'i will switch to the left, and Kapoa would, uh, at the at a minimum, drop back to the bench. So look, it, it is what these guys they've just got to they've just got to work together. Yeah. Um, you know, Olam's going to be you know marking uh, Jack Bird, who was quite strong last week. Uh, so yeah, it'll be a good good test for him definitely.
0: Uh, right, we'll move on to the forwards. What have you found there? anything?
1: Uh, st- still digging, still digging. But okay, I can read the forwards out for you first.
0: Yeah, go 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 the forwards for us. Might have to get last week. Rob, we were missing you for uh, number twenty-five here. We'll, we'll get you to confirm how to pronounce that one.
3: Number twenty-five, Rob. Yeah. See if I. Oh, Tony Suka.
0: That's Suka. Okay.
3: Yeah, Suka. Okay. It's
0: okay. Yeah. Oh, if you want
3: to, right. say, if you want to say it, you know the proper pronunciation. It's not going to be Suka, but that's how you pronounce it in English.
0: How do you say it in Arabic? Suka. <laughs> which, is,
3: which, which, which is Arabic for Sugar. That's that's what that is. what. They yeah,
0: mean. right. Tony Sugar. Well, there, you there we go. Yeah.
1: All righty that's then. It. All right. So the starting forwards, <clears throat> sorry, Stefano, David Klemmer, Abhi Corasau at Hooker, Isaiah Papali'i, Asu Kepa'oa, Alex Seifarth, and then the forwards on the bench, Alex Twal, Fanu Apolle, Samuel afainu Sione Fainu, Jake Simpkin, Tony Sukar, and Justin Matamua.
0: Yes, it's a it's a good looking, a decent looking forward pack there. As you mentioned, Rob still no Johnny Bateman in there as well. But the the forward pack, I mean, keep our maybe aside. The forward
3: pack looked pretty good against the Warriors. Yeah, look that bench and starting pack. You know, as you said, with the exception of Bateman, that's pretty much the full roster of forwards there. So look, that looks really strong. So. Uh, Be very interesting to see how many minutes they all get, Uh, and look as we saw last week. You know, it's pretty clear that we're we're trying to get our our ball receivers, our forwards to get that ball on the advantage line and just get them playing on the front foot. You know, not catching the ball one or two meters behind Appy, like really catching it. You know, at the at the advantage line. So uh, I think we're going to see a lot of lot of rucking up, and you know, obviously. Given the weather, I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Mudgee, but we're, we're going to have some wet weather for another few days. So um, I, I think it'll be a tight contest and a low-scoring contest.
0: Yeah, plenty plenty of names to yeah, keep an eye out. The Fainers, obviously, where they'll slot in again, another game for them. In the first grade side, and yeah, Matamua, keen to, will he come in to the middle? uh pole eight, hopefully yeah pole's front row rotation we'll see that what Benji's doing with uh Fenua as well there. Anything what grabs your attention there as with the forwards?
1: Uh well pretty much Matamua. I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got got to show for us this year. Um as well as that I'm looking forward to seeing Twal get his his first game time I want Stefano to back up what he did in the first trial and have a have a big uh, second trial here. Um, I'm sure he'll get more minutes along with Clem. Um, they'll probably have like maybe a 20-minute stint, a 15-minute stint or something like that a little bit later on. And then some of those guys might come in off the bench uh, late. Because if I remember rightly, I think some of those players on the bench are actually also playing the cup trial beforehand. And then right. we'll get a maybe get a little bit of game time towards the end of the game. So um, I want to see Samuel Afeinu keep his head on his shoulders this time. That's probably going to be pretty important, especially mm-hmm. if he's going to be a chance of um, uh, getting some games for us potentially throughout the season. That's pretty much what I'm thinking there.
0: I'm just trying to find team list for cup. I didn't actually see.
1: I haven't yeah. been able to find that either. So
0: Yeah, I've got all every other group grade but not too sure how to find New South Wales Cup. Maybe they don't even do a team list for Cup. They just yeah, throw it out there for preseason games. Uh yeah, anyone else Rob that you're keen to to see play in the forward pack?
3: Uh look I, w- I want to see uh Sioni Fainu again. Uh I thought in last year's trial against Canberra he really looked impressive. Not as impressive against the Warriors uh, last weekend, but given how he played last year, I was actually surprised he never really got a look into first grade, and he's, he's a big body. He's got some good post-contact metres in him. So I'd, I'd like to see him produce something, because I, I feel like if I if we look put our projected best 17 on, on the on paper, I don't like the look of our bench, and I'd like to see him take one of those spots. I really think we need someone that can have a bit of an impact and uh, not just a, a regular... You know joe nobody on the bench we, we need someone that can you know create for us
0: uh on to the dragons side um yeah pretty strong yeah as you might, have, might as well don't worry about all their uh bench side but yeah if you want to read out the dragons maybe they're starting 13.
1: yeah no worries uh so Tyrell Sloan is at fullback. Zach Lomax and Michaeli Ravalawa are on the wings. Moses Suli and Jack Bird in the centers. Kyle Flanagan and Ben Hunt are the halves. Uh, Francis Molo and Blake Laurie are the props. Jacob Little at hooker. Tom Eisenhuth and Jaden Seward in the second row. And Jack DeBellin at lock. Uh,
0: I didn't realize the other Eisenhuth had gone to the Dragons. I didn't realize. He From left.
2: Melbourne.
0: From Melbourne, yeah. Hmm. Uh, a couple of old friends, obviously. Lids is there. Um, Suli, yeah, Moses Suli. Quite a quite a few. Um, who else is there? I'm Sure, there's sure uh, uh, Benny Murdoch, Masila. That's the other one uh, on the bench. Uh, who I think he's the only is one of two play. I read an article the other day. One of two players in the comp that's played a semi final for the West Tigers. The other one being Woodsy. Wow. Yeah. Actually, not
1: for has now, actually, yeah, not for has now too. Then again, he wasn't at the Tigers when he when he played. Yeah, that does
0: that doesn't count. <laughs> he played
3: for <through> the Storm. <laughs> that doesn't count. Well, he's not in the NRL uh, anymore too, so it doesn't count. That yeah, that he's going Super a League. He's got,
0: yeah, yeah, he's gone skis. Um, yeah, there's a plenty of. F- I mean, Dragons are kind of down there with the Tigers and everyone's expectations, but there's a decent amount of, yeah, that backline is quite classy, I would call. Rob, there's plenty plenty to like for the Dragons in the backline.
3: Yeah, look, I, I think the backline's really strong, but at the same time, if you sort of take out, you know, Lomax and Sloan, it's it's a slow black backline, even though it's a potent one. Uh, you know their their forwards, their starting forwards are okay. It's just when you get to the bench, you know they're they're a bit like us, very similar. Like our, our best thirteen is pretty good, and then the bench can be a bit weaker. Uh, I got to watch the game against South last week, the Charity Shield, and anyone who watched that would have noticed uh, Jaden Sewell was outstanding. So that matchup with uh, Isaiah Papaliti will be very interesting. Uh, Jack Bird played well in the centers, and actually, the one person I'm worried about is. Uh, Terrell Sloan because he had an absolute shocker. He, he they, like everything he touched turned to crap. So I just feel like he's gonna have a big game against us and he, he should have scored a couple of tries last week and he ended up costing costing a couple of tries so uh, I'd expect him to bounce back because he's copped a lot of criticism this week. Ben Ben Hunt is still their whole team. He, he controls the show. Um, and he he will produce those inside balls to to test our tiring forwards and stuff like that so I think it's going to be a good test and and you know obviously we're both lowly placed down the ladder so look it's it's, it's going to be a good game and I, and like you know like us we want to win they want to win just any any sort of you know brownie points you can score at this time is is a bonus that'll just take pressure off when you when you get to the NRL games
0: as anyone else from the dragons that um yeah, I mean, I normally say that scares us. I mean, who really cares in a trial? But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, when it comes to the Dragons, they're a team that I would say are one of my least hated. I, I quite like the Red V. I think their fan base is very similar to us West Tigers fans, fr- especially at the moment, frustrated, a big amount of them and quite frustrated at the moment. I've never really had a hatred. I, Mark Gasney used to, Ship me but uh they used to have a lot of blues teams as well so i got a tiny tiny little soft spot and of course uh anyone who saw our dragons preview last year would remember um josh bennis jay ben's uh our dragons correspondent one of my best mates so we've been to a few dragons semi-finals with each other he's got one i've got one on the other so yeah don't, don't mind the dragons don't um hate them too much. How do you guys emotionally feel about the Dragons?
3: Uh, for me, if you go back 15, 20 years ago, my most hated team, and that goes back to family rivalries with, with best friends and cousins and, you know, literally mm. not speaking to each other for a week, so we, we a know lot how a give it, give it a to lot each
0: other. A lot of Lebanese, uh, St. George oh, fans, yeah.
3: Bad, yeah, badly, but, but a yeah. bit like you, I've kind of softened up pretty much because they've gone to shit. So I've softened up. I feel sorry for them. So, yeah, I, I don't mind. And I think when Benji went to the club, that's when that I softened up because obviously I wanted Benji to do well, you know, for, for the Dragons. So I was cheering mm. Benji a little bit. So that kind yep. of changed my attitude towards St. George a bit. I was kind of cheering them on, you know, whenever we weren't playing. So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, deep down, I mean, I think the Roosters are my, my, my most hated team right now. Uh, but once upon a time, it was St. George.
0: Know Parramatta and South for me. Where well, you as who's your who's your number one hate?
1: Oh, that's a tricky question. <clears throat> um, I don't really have too much of an issue with the Dragons. I've never really had anything um against them in like on my end. I'd say at the moment the team I dislike the most would probably be Parramatta. Um, the the opening night of Combank Stadium will forever live in my memory for not mm. the fun not the fun reasons. Um and the way Mitch Moses left us and went to them. I think that's probably what's made me dislike Para the most. Hmm. Um plus I've had bad experiences at home games of the Sharks and Dogs, so I don't really like those two teams all that much either. Um those would probably be my most hated. And just while I've got it open, uh Alex can confirm Alex Lobb is a train uh, sorry, a development player, one of the six. So, okay, uh, very so good Ken
0: player. That, that's good news, and that means he can play. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, All righto. Rob Stradamus, obviously no footy this week, so you've gone the ponies again this week. Have we? Bit of a tangent. Uh, what have you got for us this week? Again, giving us some some tips on a Wednesday for Saturday racing is a bit hard,
3: but what have you got for us this week? I uh, look very early in the week, guys. So I went to Melbourne because it's dry weather down there. Um, I did look at the trial games and. It's just so hard to, to pick the footy games because you know that some teams are going to rest half their stars after thirty or forty minutes, uh, and and they all look like pretty tight games to be fair. So I've just gone with these um these three for uh, Melbourne. I, I can't read them, Josh, but I think it's uh, race one number one, race four number one, is it or and then number seven. Number, number
0: I've got number three, number one, oh. Brave Mead.
3: Y- yep. Any so relation Dun, to David L, Mead? Brave Mead and and Mister Brightside. So, Any relation uh, to, to David Mead there? Uh I doubt it very much, but I think they're uh <laughs> Dunkel Considering and, it's a horse. <laughs> Dunkell and Brave Mead are about three dollars, and I think Mr. Brightside side will be about a dollar forty, dollar fifty. So that's quite short. So uh yeah. and that and that'll probably be the last ones we do. We can get into some footy next week.
0: Yeah, we promise we'll get yeah, we will uh, we'll get into yeah, proper uh proper sporting yeah bets rather than it's uh Still, still the off season, Mr. Brightside, good horse, obviously. Um, just that just reminded me too. Our for those watching on the YouTube stream, we actually have hit the mark. So, thank you to everyone who subscribed to our YouTube channel. You can actually do, um, because we've hit a certain amount of numbers, you can do tips and super chats to us now. So, if you we're gonna, if anyone wants to throw the fellas a couple of dollars. Um, literally, like, I think it's like two bucks or something, we'll read literally any comment. It's a, called a super chat comment. If you're on your YouTube chat, you can do it. There's like a little, should be a little marker icon thing there and we'll read them out when we do the Patreon stuff as well. So um, yeah, so shouts to everyone who's subscribed to the, uh, the YouTube channel, which is, I only started uh, a couple of seasons ago and it's, yeah, it's literally uh, half our listenership now. So shouts to every, all our YouTubers. So literally half our audience look at our faces now, fellas. So how, um, how lucky are they? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no comment. Uh, got our, our tips, um, ready to go to, will do our tips. So come round one as well. Looking forward to that after I dominated last season. Uh, And patreon.com forward slash Westlife, shouts to all our Patreon boys and girls if you want to help support the show on just a few bucks a month and join us in our Discord if you want to take part in the show. Um, Yeah, and then when we have guests, we let the guys ask questions uh, of the guests, we tell them obviously who we're going to have on and that sort of thing, Uh, a few things in there that obviously we can't say in public as well. Uh, have they got anything for us this week? I think I left it a little bit late this week, and I don't know. Oh, there we go. Sal- Salty Steve's got something for us. What do you want to see from the team this year And that will let you know that this year is going to be different? Who wants to go first? Anyone got We're something right for I that? Go first. <laughs> Good
3: flick pass. That? Did you just flick it to me? Uh, look, I think <laughs> I've, I've said... Said this on Monday night, guys, I, you know, we, we averaged 16 points a game last year. We conceded 28 and a quarter points. Uh, and I think we were talking off air about it, Jensen Out of the 24 games we played, we only cracked 20 points five times and we lost three of those games. So, yes, our defence has to be better. And I know that's what Benji's going to build the game plan around, and that's fine, kicking to the corners, defending and all that. But I really think it's asking too much to just whole teams to 12 points Uh, out of those 24 games we played eight of those games we we scored 12 points ourselves and I think there were five other games where we scored less than 12 points you can't be you can't have 13 of your 24 games scoring 12 points or less and expecting to win I think the one game we won was against Penrith when it was bucketing down rain out in the country where we we kept them you know pretty much scoreless or thereabouts so Yes, our defence has to improve, and I know I know every successful premiership team gets their defence right. So Benji is one hundred percent doing the right thing, but we definitely need to be better in the red zone. So for me, if we're if we're fair to this year, the red zone attack's going to improve. We're going to run much better shape, like a lot of the good teams. So, but just from what I'm sensing, I feel like the attack's not going to come till. Probably round three or round four, or round five. I really think I really think the coaching staff has just got this mindset where you know you, they want every player to just bust their guts for each other, tackle hard, play hard, put all the effort in, kick to corners, chase, never give up. And I I don't think I just think they feel like the points will come. I'm not so sure of that. I, I because my my logic is I'd like to know what you guys think, but to me, if a rugby league team throws a bit of attack at the other team and you're taking a bit of energy out of them they've got less to come back at you with when we're doing like five hit ups and a kick five hit ups and a kick like the backs are as fresh as daisies so when they get the ball and they start doing stuff they're coming at you like gangbusters so I think you just got to get the right mix but definitely I can understand why they want to get the defense right first because we conceded over 28 points a game but down the track, I want to see some solid attack. I'm not talking Harlem Globetrotter, Benji Marshall, flick passes, just some good, solid attack. You know, chance your hand if it's on. If the overlap's on, use it. You know, be able to strip numbers from the other team, It's just, just like every other good team does that we haven't been able to do for a long time. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to end up winning three or four games, and, you know, we tried hard. Yeah, the boys played hard, blah, 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 blah. But I think we're going to need to get to start scoring 24 points and, and win games like even the grand final I'm pretty sure it was 26-24 so you know you, you you can't even the good teams can't hold the other teams to 12 points and 18 points all the time so uh yeah that's you know, I might have gone on a little bit but I think that's kind of what I want to see just a little bit more in attack but it's, it's not as easy as we think because we do have new halves we do have a couple of, you know, we've definitely got one new centre. We'd, we'd assume Allum's going to take one of those spots. So we've got a, a new centre, new halves, uh, you know, and then probably a new backup half as well. So th- there's a lot of changes there, but there's a lot of potential there. And, and as we said in our first episode, guys, it's just going to be a slow burn. We've got to be patient. There's good things to look forward to. The club's in really good hands now with Shane Richardson. He's giving Benji everything Benji wants, whatever Benji wants, Benji's getting, you know, the, the New Zealand trip was meant to be a two-day trip, but it ended up being a one-week trip. You know, Benji wanted more, he got more. So Shane Richardson's doing everything that he can, and I, and I know our coaches are trying their best and doing everything, everything they can for the players, and there's a really good vibe around the club. So I just hope we can just get a few wins early, just so we're amongst the competition points and we're, we're talking top eight, just outside the top eight, and not thinking, you know, oh God, we're, we're 0-3 and we're looking at the wooden spoon
0: again. I'll zig to your zag. So you're talking about attack. Something that I did say in the first trial, maybe give me a little bit of a taste that it's going to be different this year. A couple of times where the Warriors had half chances, the West Tigers kind of scrambled and shut it down. Obviously, there was one really, really soft try to the Warriors. And I know they had 12 for a lot of the game, but there did seem to be a bit more... uh, what would i say effort and for a trial especially you sometimes you've forgiven a trial for them to be a little bit lazy but they came out with the forwards especially came out with the intent to yeah not let the uh the opposition get through and the warriors made some half chances and there was multiple how many times in the past have we seen the other team make a break and literally like the just dream buller left by himself whereas the guys really chasing hard to to really desperately yeah, stop the opposition from scoring. So, yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit of that as well. Have you got anything to add to that, As?
1: Yeah, for me, well, not really to add, but for me, the the most important thing I think is the defence. We were conceding on average. I think it would might have been close to twenty eight points per game. Obviously, that was helped by the fact that we conceded seventy four in one game on on its own. Um. Without that, we're looking at maybe probably about 26 points per game, which is not as bad, but still pretty terrible. Uh, You're not going to be in contention for the top eight at all if you're conceding that many points. So Mm. I think the team just really needs to get better in communication for defense. And if they can do that and start working together as a team, holding the line strong um, and having a a bit of a a rock-solid go at it from that point of view, then the attack will come on the back of that, because obviously if we're, if we're keeping them out, we're getting the ball back where we can start putting, putting on some of what we've been working on in the off season and, and kind of just building from there. So I think it starts with the defense. If you get the defense, right, then the attack can come from that.
0: Uh, We've got our very first ever super chat in the history of the Westlife podcast. Shouts to Jason D. (laughs) He sent us $3 to say that South Sydney can get rooted. And what a, Great, great super chat to start. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, so start, start this off. I 100% agree, they can get rooted. I cannot stand <laughs> South. South will always been my go to hate. Uh, I think similar to what you said with the Dragons, Rob, as Parramatta have gotten better, I've always hated Parramatta, but as they've gotten better, my hate for them has gotten larger. And as you obviously mentioned, the Moses thing, so my hatred. I think maybe Parramatta has surpassed South Sydney. My hatred for them—it's the whole—it's as much as anything. It's the whole pride of the league, and when the when Souths are doing well, the league's doing well. Just how much, Focus yeah, just just all that garbage where Souths kind of like the Chosen of fourteen Grand Final. I really wanted the as much as I don't like the Bulldogs. I wanted the Bulldogs to win that because the whole narrative was south they got to ring the bell before the game it's like all it was all about south sydney and that just <laughs> that wasn't fair on the bulldogs it's just yeah. it just annoys me i have nothing against russell crow i love his love gladiator it's a great movie um and yeah quite yeah quite like a lot of his movies but i don't know just just the whole putting themselves up on a pedestal. Sort of thing really shits me. How do you feel about South Roberto? It's it's obviously a longer, yeah, um, it's, longer it's, tenure
3: it's, for you. I, I'm actually totally opposite. Like I get back in the day that you know prior to West Tigers, Balmain and South were kind of arch enemies. Given given back to the you know forfeited grand final in 1908 or whatever when South kicked the ball off and got awarded nine, the comp and 1909, yeah. 1909, and then uh mm-hmm. 1969. Obviously you know the Balmain mm-hmm. team was massive outsiders and they won, but. I actually like they're literally and when I say second favorite team like there's I don't really have a second favorite team but if I had to cheer for someone else it is South because I follow I follow the Tigers because of my dad and my dad if it wasn't for South Sydney my my dad wouldn't have become a Balmain supporter like it's a pretty cool story how dad became a supporter he used to go like meet a few mates every every Sunday to church and his best mate was a mad South Sydney fan and he I asked Dad every week, you know, come across the road and watch his game of rugby league, and Dad be like, "No, nah, not interested." Take me to a soccer game, and you know, finally one week, Dad caved. He went across the road, and you know, they go, they go to Redfern Oval, and um, Dad didn't understand anything about it. And dad just said to the, to his mate, "You know, who's who do you support?" And he goes, "I go for the team in the red and green." So my Dad said, "Okay, I'll go for the other team in the black and gold." So and that's wow. how Dad that's how Dad became a Balmain supporter. So I've always had a soft spot for for South because. You know, like obviously it was, you know, dad's best friend and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, with it without South, I wouldn't have been a Balmain supporter. And I'm I'm so glad I became a Balmain supporter, even though we never won a never won a comp. that I remembered I my my memories go back to nineteen seventy. So I don't remember the sixty-nine grand final. So and Balmain never won a comp after that. So but I, I I'm you know forever grateful that I'm a Balmain supporter and and you know, the times I had with my dad supporting the Tigers. So yeah, South have always had a soft spot. I've I've always chewed for South whenever yeah. the Tigers aren't in it.
0: A, I guess it's a respectful hate for me. Like I kind of get the history and stuff. Whereas Parramatta, it's like their fans just shoot me. They're whingers. They can't stand them. Uh, so how how did you boys
1: both feel then when um, Robbie and Benji both went to South at different times?
0: Disgusted.
3: Uh, <laughs> well. Rob Benji was forced out obviously I mean they were both forced out but Benji wanted that extra year at, at West Tigers and and Madge said no and Benji was just too stubborn didn't want to retire and 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 felt like he wanted another year and and to his credit he got to play in the grand final so yeah. Benji did the right thing and obviously you know for Robbie I mean like he was also, I I hated it I hated the fact that he that he went to South but you know like he had no choice as well if he wanted to prolong his career so uh, yeah, I mean they looked awful in red and green, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is.
1: No colours are the same as the black, white, and gold.
3: Uh, we have got the best colours in the column. I think I think our jerseys are uh, you know when we get the if we stop changing them every five minutes, our jerseys are the best.
0: Speaking of jerseys, just got breaking news. I'm going to bring the image up as fast as I can. The West Tigers have just announced and shown their heritage jersey for this season. Good timing by the club. Lucky we didn't go off air just yet. Um if I can you can thank
3: South Sydney for that, Josh.
0: It's um look Magpies (laughs) fans are probably gonna like this one. But in saying that I love I love a black jersey. So let me just get it up as quick as I can. Um it's basically a replica of the first game jersey uh from Campbelltown. In two thousand, yeah. Just give me a second; I'll get it up. Um, it's a shame it's got Brighton's on it and not Meriton. But
3: um, well, while while you're doing that, how did how did you yeah. become a Tiger supporter, Aaron?
1: Um, well, I was how did I become a Tiger supporter? Well, I was basically born into it, I guess. Um, my dad and my pop, who are really the the two male role models I've had, were both Balmain supporters. Um, and I was, I was born in Campbelltown, so Magpies Territory. So it kind of made sense that I would I'd eventually, when I was introduced to footy, that I'd follow dad and support the Tigers. And yeah, my first memories of footy or watching it or anything to do with it was when I was 12. And it was uh, grand final time in 05. Uh, the week leading up to it, we were on our way up to the Gold Coast for a holiday the night of the uh, prelim final against the Dragons, we were in a uh, in a motel, and Dad had a little TV that he bought into the motel so we could watch that game on. And then after he won, we, he was very excited. And we were then for the grand final. We were up in the up on the Gold Coast, uh, surrounded by a whole bunch of obviously Queensland supporters. So most of them were all barracking for the for the Cowboys to beat us and. Just the the sheer jubilation and excitement uh, that he had that night after the win, I, I, yeah, I just ended up getting on board with those memories.
0: Right, so if you're watching on the YouTube now, I've just got the jersey up. What do you reckon, boys? So, yeah, as I said, a replica of, um, yeah, the very first West Tigers jersey.
3: Yeah, good looking jersey.
0: I'm, so, yeah, I'm yeah, sure.
3: Former magpies won't be upset with that, I, I think. Surely, yeah.
0: yeah and like I, I said, said I'm, I'm a, was I was, nice. I was, I was about main, but I, I quite like our black jersey. It's got a collar as well. Interesting enough, I'm I always think it's a bit. I know obviously they had a collar back then, but are you allowed to grab the collar? What's the rule around collars now? Are you allowed to grab the collar when you tackle someone?
3: I'm, I'm sure you could. I don't, I don't think it'd be. But... Yeah well it makes he you doesn't...
0: easy to tackle that's why they got rid of them that's why there's yeah. no collars anymore because people would grab you by the collar and that's why jerseys are skin tight it makes you harder to tackle so uh, look mean, if the they Bronco's win in it the
1: away jersey because he has a collar too they've gone like with the heritage look for the away jersey which they'll probably wear almost every away game so interesting decision by them and if if that's the case with the collar thing so
0: yeah it um yeah just kind of comparing it cuz I got a picture of Scando in the background, it looks shape wise slightly different, maybe because of the sponsor makes makes it look a little bit different without the classic. It's obviously made by Stephen. Oh look who has just Mr. Shane Cowder. Can can you hear us?
2: Yes, I got you.
0: You're in the car. Uh, you're in the car. The, I asked Shane. We mentioned on the show that you're at the um, the launch tonight. Did you just see the new jersey that they showed? Yeah, it looks
2: good. looks good, yeah. We just, just headed off then. Just jumped in the car parked right at the front, so it was nice and easy. It's getting too hot, and I couldn't stand anymore. My feet were
0: too sore. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I was going to get out. There's some hard-working hard feet there for, to, uh, for your big masculine body. What was... what? what who would you speak to tonight? Who who were you getting around? Because you said it was a cocktail style. You didn't sit down. So you got to get around and talk to plenty of people at the West Tigers launch tonight. I
2: so thought just had a chat to... To be honest, we had a chat to most of the coaching staff. So they're all ex-Tigers, which I'm sure you already know, which is good. Um, yep. I was chatting to Patty Richards and Chris Lawrence. They're actually doing a West Tigers alumni. So... They're getting a lot of people that used to play for the club, in fact, involved in the club, which was I found a re- like that's a really cool thing. Um, so they've they started. A, I think they said two months ago or something like that. Uh, they've got eighty five ex players on board, and they're going to be promoting the club. So that's that's a good start. As as they said, we've got to start remembering. That we are 25 years as West Tigers We are Mm. not just a a joint venture club anymore We are 25 years strong as the West Tigers And the players that have played for this club The West Tigers Should be getting the recognition they do So look, it's very good Like a lot of the stuff that was said today um, Inspiring Benji was really good Um, Everything he said bringing new heads to an old game. Um, and as I, was, as I was saying to a few people, um, I was having a chat to Robbie, and I said, look, you got to think, you guys are five fairly new players in the game of rugby league when you think about it overall. And then all the coaches that have been coaching far two or three Have jumped around to however many different clubs they've they've all been playing the same style of footy yeah they've adapted a little bit but we've got a fully fresh new take on what we can do um which i find exciting um shane richardson was great pretty much said the leaks are going to stop um yeah that's the best thing i heard all night to be honest that he said We're not going to go to our mates and talk about what we're doing. We're going to do everything without saying it. it's just being done. We're working hard. If we're signing a player, you'll hear rumours about it. But until the club has signed that deal and said we've signed a player, it's all bullshit. Mm -hmm. Because we're not giving links to people. We're not telling people what's going on. We are keeping everything in-house. And obviously, we didn't have Lee there tonight, um, which was a bit of a shock being a major sponsor still of the West Tigers, I expected to see him there, but he was
0: mm. no-show. Right. And obviously, Shane, being a sponsor of the club previous seasons, what was there just a different vibe tonight as opposed to previous years? Did it just feel a little bit different?
2: Completely, completely 180. Like, when people spoke at the first time we went to the season launch, it, it almost felt a bit a bit forced. Everything tonight was very natural. Um, everything Richardson said was exactly what needed to be said. There wasn't anything more. You know what I mean? There wasn't no... Oh, look how good I am. He just explained mm. what he's done in rugby league and why he chose to come to the West Tigers. And he, he straight up said, if I didn't believe that there was going to be success at this club, I would not have taken the job.
3: Shane, can That's I our, can so. I ask you, can I ask you, like, you're saying that, you know, he said all the right things. Can can you give us a bit of detail? Because obviously, like, he did his initial press conference where he, sort of outlined his vision can you give us just like a a bit of an update even if it's one or two points just an updated version of of what shane richardson said if barry o'farrell was there and said anything and also if benji marshall spoke what did benji say maybe about our playing style or our culture or or what he's trying to achieve i only can't remember everything but can you give us like two or three points from what whatever they said that that stood out to you
2: benji Benji was saying everything is about creating a family culture in this club. That's the biggest thing. That wasn't there. And that hasn't been there. So he goes, I want these guys to feel as if this is their family. This is their brothers. This is... And at the end of the day, it's all about trust. He wants to build a foundation of trust and loyalty towards the players because that is better than being the best player on the field. If you've got 13 guys who completely trust in every little aspect of each other. That will get you further than having three cracker players and a team that doesn't give a fuck. So he said that's the basis of what they're going on. Um, Mario Farrell was there. Um, it was sort of hard to hear a lot of the stuff he was saying. We were, we were standing towards the back and a lot of people were chatting. Um, so I did, I, I'll be honest, I didn't catch much of what he was saying. It was sort of hard to hear. Um, but Barry O'Farrell was there. He was actually sitting in front of us for most of the night. Um, and with Richardson, he was saying that they're taking back a lot of the bullshit that's been spread about the club. So currently, we have about 7,900 members. That's
0: lower than I thought. That's low. Enough, that's cool. all.
2: So everyone seems to keep hearing 20,000, and he said it's fucking bullshit. That's literally what he said. So did yes, you said. Did you say important. what
3: the actual... Sorry, Shane. Did you say what the actual numbers were last year? Because I know, like, to, to, to us, you know, we joked about it, but to us it sounded like the 20,000, you know, basically included cardboard cup out, cutouts, you know, your pet dog, uh, stuff like that. Like, did he is, is that his way of saying that we never really had 20,000 members last year? I think so. Um, he didn't mention about
2: last year, but he said this year about 7,900 um, he said we have a massive supporter base but they need to be paying members we need this supporter base to become paying members
0: Yeah, well, um, you and, have
2: that's, and that's have what it. they do they're trying to get the trust back in the people to be willing to be a member of the club um, also Richo was saying um, about juniors and talking about how the best teams in the comp, about nine of the players on that, the 17, are juniors. Look at Panthers, etc. He said, look, the Tigers have, I think, oh, what was it? 7,000, well, about 7,000 juniors. It was some ridiculous amount of juniors Yeah, it was like 7,000 juniors or something No, 9,000 9,107 juniors, that's what it was In The West Tigers That's how many juniors we have And he goes That is ridiculous Even comparing to Panthers Panthers have half of that So We have the opportunity to have some of the best players In rugby league If we can keep them with our club." And he said that's what is going to be the focus, keeping our best juniors with the club and promoting our juniors through the club so that they know that in a few years they will have the opportunity at first grade because why are you going to stick around with the club if you're never going to get an opportunity at first
1: grade?
2: Yeah. So that, that, was, that was probably one of the best things that I heard, that they're going to be focusing on that and they're going to be focusing on both ICART and Campbelltown, it's not just we're going to fob one off. It is we're focused on West Tigers as a whole.
0: Beautiful. Just so uh, Shane, too, uh, shouts to MBWT uh, shared this. I don't know if they showed it tonight, but the run-out tee for this year is an orange, so obviously it was a black uh, 2000 jersey for the... Heritage jersey, the run out tee is a replica of the 20, uh, 2011 orange jersey as well. So it's definitely, yeah, definitely a lot of history, West Tigers history they're going for this um, this season, well, that's, it seems. That's
2: it. You're trying to steer away from just Balmain or West's history and they're trying to focus more on West Tigers history, which, let's be honest, We've been saying it for a while, sort of that needs to happen. It's been a club for 25 years. Yeah, we have we have heritage, but we also have to look at what the club has done in the 25 years, they've, they've won a premiership. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, they stand on their own two feet. So, West are stood on their own two feet, they've been shipped for the last decade, and they're rebuilding from the ashes, everything around the club seems very positive to me. Um, even, at, like, watching how Benji and the coaches interact with the players, how the players interacted just with all the sponsors that were there. Um, like, Aiden either Aiden just walked straight up to us, hey, how you going? Shook our hand. Hope you're having a good night. Ra Like, everyone was just sort of, like, very... Everyone seemed very happy. There was no negativity. Even all the young boys were going around talking to everyone. Um, yeah, just overall, there's a, there's a lot better feel around the club. And, um, yeah, especially with who's there, um, talking to Chris Lawrence and Pat Richards about all that West Tigers alumni stuff and how they're trying to help out the club. By bringing in ex players, um, yeah, uh, just, it just seems like they're focusing on the club rather than just either a side of a history, just focusing on now and what we've had rather than dividing everything.
0: Beautiful. Uh, anything else to add, Shane? Thank you again. Thank you so much for literally. Um, yeah, for calling in literally as you're driving home tonight. Perfect timing too. We're literally, uh, we're just about to wrap up. Perfect timing to add this great insight into, yeah, the night literally as it's just finishing up the West Tigers launch tonight. And lots of people are asking for you to come back on the show. So if you're willing to stay up past your bedtime and jump on the show throughout the season, the, the, the people want to
2: I'll definitely try a few times. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling.
0: I know. We get it. You're up early doing doing uh, the MG Pump Solutions stuff.
2: Yeah, got, got the uh, 6.30 alarm going every day as well with Ace. Like, he's 6.30 on the dot, he's screaming. So this morning it was 4 o'clock, which was nice.
0: That's so right. That's, that's right. You Dad yeah, life as well.
2: That one's been great. <laughs> my eyes are hanging out of my head. <laughs>
1: How old is Ace now? Uh eight and a half months now.
2: Eight and a half months.
0: So. Yeah. He's,
2: getting, he's getting but he's starting to do that regression because he's trying to
0: he's trying to crawl. So good. Fun. He'll be playing first grade before you know it. Right, Shane. I'll let you get oh. back to um yeah getting home safely to Sam Sam and Ace. Thank you again. Thank you so much for calling in and give us a, giving us that insight from uh, from the boys
2: oh,
0: thanks buddy all right see you man Thanks, Shane how a gotcha. oh, perfect timing shannon nice work that was uh that was great I apologize obviously the audio not great there because he's trying to drive uh, what sounded like a submarine uh, <laughs> as, he, as he was talking to us but um, that was awesome insight. From the big fella and yeah, we'll try try and get get him on it. um six thirty isn't that early, really. Jesus. I thought he got up at like five, but anyway. Um just to finish off the lower grades games for this weekend, Lisa Fiola Cup. Uh there so there's four games. At Leichhardt Oval this week. So the girls and the Balmain sides are playing at Leichhardt, starting at 10 a.m. Lisa Fiola Cup and then at eleven thirty a.m. Uh, eleven twenty a.m. sorry is the Tasha Gale Girls and then Harold Matz for Balmain at one o'clock and then SG Ball at 230. Uh the Magpies side of things, they're playing at Hills Grammar. Uh where is it? At nine thirty in the morning. Well, that's early. Uh, and eleven am for SG Ball. Where's Hills Grammar? That's uh, no in idea. the Hills somewhere. Does everyone, no, I'm a public school uh, idiot. I don't know where all the grammar schools are, especially in Sydney. As well, I assume somewhere near Dural or something over that way. That's um, that's my guess. I, th- I think my brother actually played rugby against them. Uh, so yeah, if you want to see the Maggies, get up early. On Saturday, head to Hills Grammar and in the MacArthur uh, West Tigers development size, Enter John's Cup and Laurie Daly Cup there at Bruce Oval, which I googled. I think it's in Goulburn, near Goulburn. Uh, Yeah, they're playing at uh, 11 a.m. and 12.20 p.m. out there as well. Um shouts to our Patreon members and shouts to Jason D for our, our first super chat. Um yeah, everyone on our podcast <laughs> what a as super well. Chat. Was, what a super <laughs> chat to start <laughs> with. Great way uh, to start ne- that off, yeah. Absolutely. Uh our next game will uh next game, our next show will be after a game review on Monday night, 8 30 p.m. We'll break down the dragons uh game in Mudgee and then uh, after that, obviously, it'll be a bit of off-season stuff. So we are planning to do the season prediction poll uh, as well after that. So yeah, so if you haven't already, head to like I said on if you want to find any of our stuff, go to westtigers.com.au. That'll bring up our Linktree link tree link. Or go to the link in our twitter at west life pod on twitter or instagram the link on those profile pages will take you to our link tree and that will have a link to the predictions poll for this year always good fun tell us your favorite player what like all sorts of um who you think will be the best player and all sorts of fun prediction things where you think the west tigers will finish the season all sorts of good stuff and we love breaking those numbers down as we uh, also, I think I've got something in there for you to leave a bold prediction, and we'll read the best ones on the show as well. So, some off season stuff incoming, and so we'll have a bit of fun before the season starts for real. Uh, anything else, boys, before we yeah, head off to uh, the weekend?
3: No, uh, not not really, guys. I just want to reiterate, you know, especially after hearing what Shane said, if you haven't become a member yet, just get on board. I mean, I know people would be a little bit sceptical about, you know, where we're going as a club, but we've got a guy now that's rebuilt three different clubs, so I know he's going to do the right thing. And, you know, we're starting from the bottom up. So just if you haven't become a member, 7,900 is absolute bullshit. We need to up those numbers. And I know about you guys, like, having to wait three weeks for our round two game is just so freaking annoying. Like, I just can't wait to Mm. chat about the real games and get excited about the real games. And, you know, I think I'm going to be driving down to Canberra for that round two game as well. So I I, I can't wait for the footy season. Bring it on.
0: Mm. Uh, What day of the week is the Canberra game? Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. It's Saturday Saturday, 3 o'clock. We can carpool there. We'll work that out. Um, As, anything to add?
1: Yeah, I'm just like you guys, I'm looking forward to having the footy back. Obviously, a trial is just a trial, and um, mm. obviously it's going to hopefully give us a bit of an idea of how the team's going to go out there this year. Uh, one thing we didn't mention about the Dragons before that I'll mention now uh, is, obviously, they signed an, another ex-Tiger on a fair chunk of money today. I believe there is a possibility that he could end up playing against us this weekend too because it's a trial and they haven't named a full 28, which is the limit. I'm pretty sure they can throw in another player if they want to. So if you Luciano see Leilua. if you see one Luciano mm-hmm. Leilua running out there against us this weekend, that's something that could possibly end up
0: happening. They're saying 900K per year.
1: Yeah, 900K a year over three years. He wanted four. But 900k was his asking price. They've given him three.
0: Bloody.
3: And to think to to think that he left us when he wanted, I think he wanted 700k from us, and we wouldn't come to the party. And now he's getting 900k. But as I said to you guys, um, in the in the group chat, I mean, Saints have to like every team is obliged to spend 95% of their salary cap. So if Saints have got a pretty weak roster. They've got to spend that money some way. So mm. as you always say, Josh, they're probably front-ending a deal. You know, the bloke might be on a million dollars this year, which is just, mm. it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But if you've yeah. got to spend you've got to spend it. So, uh, you know, good luck to him.
0: Best luck. To look, it's not us anymore, paying overs. That's not the Shane Richardson way. Up uh, up to better things. Right, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. And, yeah, if you're heading out to Mudgie, drive safe. Um, yeah, might be icy roads out that way. Last weekend of summer, this weekend it's almost, uh, almost officially footy season. So until um, Monday evening, eight thirty PM, join us on the YouTube stream. As always, boys, go the, go the tigers. Go the tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. Please follow us at WestlifePod Pod on Instagram and at Twitter and facebook.com forward slash West Life Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash West Life and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another, another episode of the West Life Podcast.